In this episode, we're going to talk about Gen Z homebuyers and where they're heading to to buy their homes. I'm Darren. I'm Catherine. Title of this article, Catherine, Gen Z homebuyers head to Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and other Midwestern cities. Anything that jumps out to you on this headline? Yeah, what's Gen Z? I'm glad you asked because I am prepared. Ready? Gen Z were born in 1997 to 2012, millennials 1981 to 1996, and Gen X 1965 to 1980. Do you always have this tab open? No, I just knew you would ask that question. Okay. Because you're a millennial and you ask those types of questions. Okay. Now we know. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm surprised we make this work since we're from different generations. We're intergenerational. Yes. All right. So Gen Z. Well, the first thing that pops out to me, remember, Gen Z homebuyers. Let's talk about this for a second. 10 to 25. I'm pretty sure 10-year-olds are not buying homes right now. Yeah. So most of them are like 25. 1997 to 2012. So I don't know when this thing came out. What If you were born in 1997, how old would you be right now? 25. Okay. So this is up to date. All right. So the first thing that jumps out to me, the fact that there's a 25-year-old or 24-year-old even buying a home, because what's the average age of a home buyer right now? 32. It's like 32. Or maybe 31. Maybe, maybe 31, maybe 33. It bounces around. But certainly there are some 25-year-olds who are buying a home. There are some. But what I'm wondering if maybe more. Let me just give my two cents before we get into the article and what I think might be going on here and why Gen Z homebuyers are heading in to Midwestern cities. First, I wonder if they're even heading in or if they're already just living there and deciding to buy. But what I'm wondering is if Gen Z watched the generation before them and the generation before them, the millennials, were told, you don't have to buy a home. You can wait. You don't have to do things on a certain timeline. You can wait. You can do whatever you want. Find yourself Take your time. Don't worry about settling down in a city. Don't be committed to a job or a location or anything. Make sure you have opportunities to go somewhere and you're free. And then Gen Z's watching millennials get priced out of real estate markets. And they're yeah. going, well, I'm not going to make that mistake. Yeah. I'm going to buy as soon as I can buy. And I'm going to go since, where I can buy. Yeah. Since time is on my side, I might as well buy something. And then wouldn't it be great if I could be the one with tons of equity in a few years, like those older millennials or the Gen Xs. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think generations learn from the generations before them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if Gen Z is maybe looking at millennials. Yeah. Well, do they learn from the generation ahead of them or do they learn from two ahead of them, their parents? That's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's interesting to think about what would the advice be from Gen Zers Parent. Parents. Because what my philosophy is, is the generation that you're in has less to do than what the generation of your parents are in. So like, for example, I'm like borderline Gen X millennial. Yep. Born in 78. On some charts, I'm like right there. You're an old millennial or young Gen X. Right. But my parents, they're 80 years old. Yeah. They're old. So your parents are older than most of your friends, mm -hmm. most people your age's parents. Right. So I think I got a different upbringing than what most of my friends did. Yeah. I think your parents' generation plays a lot into who you are more than the generation that you're born into. Yeah. 
So that makes sense. So I'm glad you brought that up. So here's what this article says. Members of Gen Z, the latest crowd to enter the housing market, are heading toward affordable mid-sized cities, including many in the Midwest for their first homes. According to a new study by the online mortgage platform Lineatree, four of the top 10 most popular cities for Gen Z home buyers are in the Midwest, led by Cincinnati at number four, Indianapolis at five, Minneapolis at seven. The Columbus area where the housing market has been shattering records landed at 14. Gen Z, whose members are between 10 to 25 years old, are relatively new to the housing market, but accounted for 10% of mortgages offered by LendingTree in the country's 50 biggest metro areas last year, the study found. 10%. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're just flocking to the places where they can actually buy. In some metro areas, however, they accounted for a far bigger share of the market. Gen Z buyers made up 16.6% of mortgages in Salt Lake City, Utah, the metro area with the biggest Gen Z impact. That makes some sense, Salt Lake City, because people get married and settle down young there and therefore buy a home young. Following Salt Lake City are Louisville at 15.7%. Oklahoma City, 15.3, Cincinnati, 14.3, Indianapolis, 14.1. And Columbus Gen Z home buyers accounted for 11.6% of mortgages. And in Cleveland, they accounted for 9.9%. Smaller, more affordable cities in the middle of the country dominated the top of the Gen Z list, while expensive coastal cities were least popular, presumably because of their costs. In San Francisco, Gen Z buyers accounted for 3.6% of the market, New York 4.1% and San Jose 4.5%. So again, the question that I have is they're making it sound like Gen Z are moving to these cities. What I'm wondering is if Gen Z is just staying still. It used to be from the generation before, with, again, I think what they watched, they watched millennials graduate college and then move to coastal cities. Mm -hmm. And then like complain that they can't afford anything. Yeah. What if they're graduating college? I'm 22, 23 years old. I graduate college. And then I just go, hey, instead of moving out to California or to New York City, I'm just going to stay here and buy a house. And they've probably watched some of their older siblings or older friends move back over the last couple of years and buy a home or look to settle down because we know there's been an exodus from the coasts. Yeah, so maybe they just feel like, you know what, I'll just skip that. I'm going to skip Skip it. that drama. I'm going to sit that out, save money, and I'm, just learn from their mistakes. Yeah, just going to stay here and make my life, buy a home, make my life right here. Why do I need to go to California? Yeah, I'm going to do something financially responsible. And then, you know what, maybe I'll be able to afford California later. Smaller, more affordable cities in the middle of the country dominated the top of the Gen Z list while expensive coastal cities were least popular, presumably because of their cost. Kind of went through those numbers already. The report noted that rising home prices and rising interest rates may take some would-be Gen Z buyers out of the market altogether this year. In the Columbus area, interest rates and home prices hikes pushed the monthly payment upwards. Even though buying a home can be a good choice for some Gen Zers. That doesn't mean that all members of the generation should feel pressured to immediately become homeowners, said Lending Tree's senior economic analyst, Jacob Channel, who also wrote the report. Nor does it mean that those who can't necessarily afford a home right now are somehow behind their peers or making bad financial decisions. Home buying is a highly personal choice 
and the time at which is right can vary significantly from person to person. What? Why do you have that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I... Sure, not everyone should buy a home, but you should try to. You should try to sooner than later. Yeah, I think what this person, Jacob, is giving the advice that I think the millennials got. Mm -hmm. of, it's Oh, it's so personal. Yeah, it seems a little bit like bad advice. Like... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and say it. We can get these Gen Zers are rejecting that type of advice. Mm -hmm. They're going, yeah, my older sibling or my aunt or my uncle followed that dumb advice, and now they can't afford anything. Yeah, they're in their late thirties and complaining about not being able to afford anything, and here I am in my early twenties and I bought my home. Yeah, so I can afford something, and it's not my dream home. It's not my I dream home. To stay for twenty years, but. Maybe it'll set me up nicely. Yeah, I have 15 years until I'm in my late 30s. So I'll be able to get something that I really want then. I'll probably be further ahead. Yeah, so I, I think I reject the idea that it's a highly personal decision or however he worded it. And it doesn't mean that all members of the generation should feel pressure to immediately become homeowners. It can be, yeah, I don't know where that went. But here's what popped in my head already down here. They shouldn't feel pressured. And home buying is a highly personal choice and it can vary significantly from person to person. So here's some advice that I would give to Gen Zers, because I was just giving this advice to a younger millennial, mm -hmm. my niece mm -hmm. and her new husband, buy something, just buy, start where you can start. Yeah, but we want, yeah, you should just buy something. They, and they're also married and have good jobs. So they're like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, not everyone should buy. I mean, if you don't have a job, if, I mean. But, but don't take yourself out of the game. Let the mortgage lender tell you that you can't buy something. Right. I guess a rule, a general rule that I have that is probably a little bit easier to follow or not follow than that guy's advice is you should probably buy a home in your 20s. Whether you're 21 and somehow you can afford to buy are you're 25 or you are 29, no matter what the market is like, just do it because you have so much time, you know, no matter what the market does, even if you have to watch your home value go down for the next five years, which is extremely historically rare, tons of time to make up for that. Well, this is the thing that frustrates me about home buying is I have a feeling that if you're a Gen Zer, and you have a job where you can afford to buy a home, you probably also have some sort of matching 401k program that you're set up on. And everyone here is about investing. The sooner you start, the better it is. And you should absolutely take advantage of your company's matching stock 401k program. And you should invest, 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 and start early. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why we've decided to make real estate in homes, such this personal, expressive, emotional thing. It should be fun. It should represent you. It should be your style. Yeah. What if we talked about stocks like that? Yeah. You should only buy stocks. You should only invest in things that you absolutely love and adore and that you will own for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's highly personal. It's highly personal. Never buy a stock that's not personal to you. And 
I don't understand why real estate got pushed off to the side of like, you must go to college and you must invest early. And all these other ideas have been like, everything else you can wait. Don't rush into anything else though. Well, why? That seems like, I just think that's led to some poor decision-making. Yeah. And I think it's extremely cautious advice that we're talking about, which it, caution is good. And yeah, I don't think we should do things like rush, but I think we could make it a priority. Yeah, that's perfectly said. Make it priority. Now, here's the thing. For full transparency, how old were you when you bought your first home? 22. I was 23 when I closed on my first home. And here's the other thing. I kind of want to go into this. Your first home, what, what was it? A two-bedroom condo. A condo. See, also, I think a lot of people think that their first home needs to be a home, a single family house. Yeah. When we talk to a lot of first time home buyers, they like, no, I don't want a condo. Mm -hmm. Now my first home was a duplex, an up and down duplex. So I was renting to people above me. Mm -hmm. And did you have anyone living with you? I had a roommate. So you had someone renting a room. Mm -hmm. I had someone renting an entirely other segment of my house. Yep. You started at 22. I started at 23. That allowed us to get off on a really good foot. Yeah. And I will just say, I'm really glad at the age of 22, I didn't think it was a highly personal decision. And I guess that's what I'm saying too. Like that's not, it wasn't ideal. Right. But what do you expect? You're 22. I was probably going to be living in a situation like that anyways. So why not own it? That was kind of my take on it. Yep. And my value did go down for a few years. So did mine. Yeah. Even though I bought six, seven, eight years before you. Mm -hmm. What would it be? Seven or eight years before you, my first home? I bought in 2001. Yeah, like eight years before me. Yeah. All right. So any big takeaways or any parting advice on I don't remember article? what this article is about. Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z should buy homes. Whether they're in the med Midwest or not. Millennials yeah. uh, and all, if millennials were able to take some of the truth that we were dropping on them here and still listening yeah, through millennials, all this. Millennials uh, take some advice from Gen Z. Yeah, I would say, hey, if you're like, oh, I've been priced out of the market now, have you? Like, really? Yeah. Maybe go to the Midwest. Ask your, like, really be honest and, like, think about it. Have you been priced out or have you been priced out of the home that you thought that you needed to have in order to become a homeowner. Did that make sense? Yeah. Have you been priced out of the highly personal decision, the, the home that perfectly represents you or whatever he said? Right. Because, yeah, you probably have. Right. So maybe you just need to start where you can start. And maybe that's with a two-bed condo or maybe that's with a duplex or a three bed, one bath, you, you just start where you can start. And then you start stepping up, take your stepping stones from there. Yep. Totally agree. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Money and Marriage Podcast with Catherine and Darren. And when you're ready, here's four things that you can do right now. Number one, make sure you're subscribed to this show, whether you're watching or listening. If you're watching, you can also click 
the like button, click the thumbs up button. Number two, if you're a first time home buyer, get a free guide, seven costly mistakes home buyers make. Visit costlymistakeshomebuyersmake.com. Number three, if you're selling your home, get access to our Get Sell Ready Guide and Checklist. It'll show you how to get your home ready without spending a fortune or wasting your nights and weekends updating and remodeling your home. Visit GetSellReady.com. And number four, start a smart moves conversation with us. Get clarity about what to do next. Get your questions answered, your concerns taken care of, and an action plan customized to your timeline. You can schedule a call with us at SmartMovesCall.com or start a chat with us. Visit M.me slash group.